The pick is in. With the number seven pick in the 2017 NBA Draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Welcome to episode 51 of Wolves Cast, the show that could be any tree, but chose to be a carrot instead. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm still looking for a more brandable name. <laughs> Scott, everybody, but you probably won't remember that. It's not cool. It's all my good. kid Scott, and this is Neil Nice. Some rapper names, maybe. Uh, that's what you're saying we need. My Jesus and Miro <laughs> names. They got the good ones. Uh, Wolves Cast is back, everybody. We back up in here. Feels good. Doing pod late, uh, late. Well, it's 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 in the evening right now, but it is in the summer. First day of summer. Technically, we're recording this on summertime. Hot Although up. it feels like it's been summer for a little bit. I hope you've all been having great summers, getting some weather. You know, yeah, getting some weather. Man, that's a real getting accurate term. Sun, getting some sun. Getting some sun. Getting some weathers. Got and, some sun uh, for the first time today. Yeah, we're back. It's been uh, it's been many weeks, many many weeks. And Maybe like two months almost. Let me tell you, this is... Uh, it's almost been... T- yeah, it's probably been two months. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've gone from episode 50, which seems like a very pedestrian number, to episode 51. Now we're in our second... We're just right on up. 51. Yeah, second half of that <laughs> that, that deadline to 100. We cracked 50. We're moving on. It's uh, it's summertime. The finals are over. You're writing about the links now, aren't you? That's right. Let's talk about please, that real please. quick. Please, yeah, links time. So you are <laughs> writing for Canis. Yep, Canis Hoopus. SB Nation blog. Definitely go check it out. Uh, I'm sure you know you listen to this show. You already know about Canis Hoopus, one of the best Timberwolves blogs around. And yeah, they cover the links too. And this summer, um, they're having me write about uh, write about the team, write about games, that kind of stuff. So. I'll be at every Lynx game this summer, and writing about the games uh, afterwards is recaps and stuff like that, so it'll be fun. And if you follow us at WolvesCast, which you should do, we're pretty mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You'll probably have seen Neil retweet the Lynx account a few times, but Neil, why don't you give us that yeah, Lynx account? Yeah, check it out. It's Lynx underscore Dynasty mm, Lynx on underscore Twitter. Dynasty, because Lynx Dynasty was already taken by somebody. Already taken. Because someone... It's too obvious, you know? It's a and, dynasty. Yeah, and um, yeah, that, all that stuff will be in the show notes. So uh, make sure you check that out, and yeah, follow follow the link stuff um, this summer because all everybody who is an NBA fan should be following up the WNBA. Uh, you know, the draft's coming up, free agency's fun, but after that, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some lulls in your basketball life, and the WNBA is a great way to fill that. Oh, I enjoy it because you know I'm a baseball fan, so yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the time where I'm paying attention to baseball a little bit more, and I try to watch all the Lynx games I can, but I don't really know what else is going on around the league, and yeah. you kind of keep a good uh, context about where the Lynx are and the rest of the league going on, so That's I right. appreciate that. You should go follow it. Scott, thanks for the shout-out. Thanks for giving me opportunity. To, I'm a little to jealous. Here's my next thing in my yeah. gripe. Okay. I don't have a Wolfie, so my worst Wolfie yes. of the week is going to go to me being excluded <laughs> from the Canis Hoopus chat, the Slack channel. Sounds like a lot of fun. I just feel like, you know, I'm left out. Yeah. I'm feeling like... Uh, we got our, we still got our own thing going on over the here. the Cool Kids Club. But that's all right. I'm, it's all I'm glad one of us got accepted to the Cool Kids Club. It's all it's all love. All, you know, Canis Hoopus, Wolves Cast, Lynx Dynasty. We're, we're all hanging out. It's fun. Man, and thank God we didn't record this yesterday with all the stuff that happened Whoa, in the NBA today. I know. We, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday evening when you're listening to this it'll be about 24 to 
36 hours before the NBA draft. That's I got, what we're I got to Neil's about. house to record this tonight. Yeah. And uh, he was like, did you hear about the trade? And I was like, yeah, D'Angelo Russell of the Lakers. That's good. <laughs> you know, the Nets. That's crazy. He's like, no, the Dwight no. Howard trade. And I was like, what? There's, there's been On the drive drove. over, there was a d- trade. So <laughs> let's remember at the end of this podcast, let's just definitely check Twitter to make sure yeah. all the Timberwolves are still on the team. You know? Yeah. By the time we post this, it <laughs> might be totally, you know, just just totally, you know, just out. everything's out of the window by now. But uh, we're going to do our best here. We're going to talk about draft mainly maybe a little bit of free agency talk but we're here to talk draft and a tiny little bit for pekovic we're drinking uh we're drinking our goat blood out of skull mugs Mm, just for him honor tonight just for peck he's uh the timberwolves officially waived him uh today so you know it's been a long long goodbye it's a long it's been a long goodbye that's a good way to put it it's definitely been a long goodbye we've we've known this forever and now the semantics are finally happening and the you know the technicalities are finally coming through so we're finally uh reaching the end of the official end of the nikola pekovic uh era Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show first of all we're going to talk draft uh we're going to talk uh we're going to go through the tiers in the draft who scott and i want to pick for the Wolves, um, we have a sponsor, and then uh, you know, mailbag, a little draft-centric mailbag, and then also power rankings about uh, Nikola Pekovic, some of our memories from him, um, and then of course we'll play a game. So yeah, you get yourself a normal show here um, today on Wolves Cast. Scott, let's dig in the draft 2017 well, draft. We turned off the fan in the room for the it's audio hot. quality. We keep it we're going. so committed to your audio. We're quality, on the second so, uh, second story building, so it's it's hot. It's up. It's hot up here. But we're going to talk about the draft. Um, the first thing we need to talk about is should the Wolves uh, keep their pick or should they should they move it? There's been some debates. There's been some talking, um, lots of opinions and stuff. So what do we think? What what are the pros and cons of of, of, of keeping the pick and trading the pick? Well, I would singing a different song. I should not say mm. that on podcast. I can't say either of those words. Well, yeah, nobody else knows, but you always yeah. stop yourself. Oh, and you're always like, I shouldn't they say that. They heard me. They heard me. Yeah, <laughs> been conditioned. Everyone yeah, made that, fun of me. The, the NG. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they know. Um, but last week I was like, you know, these picks never get traded. There's always so much chatter, so much NBA blog posts and the Twitter rumors and everyone gets their, you know, gets into a frenzy. But so rarely do picks get traded before the draft that never I happens. just feel like, you know, we talk about this every year and it never happens. And then, bam, like three picks got traded this week, you know, basically. <laughs> yeah. So it's very wacky uh, with Boston trading the number one pick and then the Lakers just uh, getting the 27th pick from yeah. Brooklyn. So. Yeah, they wanted the next one. Um, I still think it's very rare for this to happen. Um, I could see maybe during the draft doing something like we did in the Shabazz draft where we either trade down for two picks or yeah. we pick a player and then we find out later we picked him for the Utah Jazz and the Jazz gave us two picks that would yeah. become Gorgie and Shabazz, you know? What, where do you see, like, the benefit for the Wolves at this number, number seven, to trade that and move down? Like, what would the benefit be of that? Like, where can you see that? Well, if the Wolves know they want a player that they can get at nine or ten, yeah, then, and they know, like, let's say the Mavericks need a point right, guard right, right. and the Knicks need a point guard. Yeah. And so if the Mavericks think the Knicks are going to take Monk yeah. and they really want it, the Mavericks might trade for the seven pick and then give us, what, Couple second rounders, yeah. Couple well, second rounders. Never or, hurts to be in the second round. We have a G League team now that we got to stock out. So, um, yeah. you know, or we could just keep trading the pick down for cash considerations. Yeah, yeah. Timberwolves history style. If they trade down, I'd like to see them get back a veteran player. That'd be the thing I'd like to see. Like, yeah, you move down to ten to ten to fifteen, something like that. When you get back a guy who's maybe a bad salary or I don't know, someone that that team is looking to give up. That's what I'd like to see. Obviously, you know, you want to get. I think it's important to get someone in this draft. 
draft, but it doesn't necessarily have to be at seven. But it'd be cool if you can get another asset as well, someone who can contribute this year. I don't know. A second round pick would be cool, but you know, I don't know. I don't often see like those those trades though that are happen on draft night. You usually don't see a veteran thrown in. Right. Those, you know? Yeah, you're right. That's usually a pre thing, and then you get the pick number um, rather than just like swapping guys from from that night or whatever. So. And, you know, this is going to be an interesting draft because there's uh, not a clear consensus on an order. There's Meh. a lot of talent and teams vary, are very varied in how they view the talent of, you know, number, let's say, let's say four through nine in this draft. And so if somebody is falls to seven, that another team was like, no way, I had no idea they could be yeah. there. I need to trade to the Timberwolves to get up and get this guy. Yeah. The that's what the Boston tried to do during the Miami draft with Justice Winslow. That's right. Is they threw all, all these assets at Miami because they wanted to move up like one spot to get Justice Winslow, and they're like, nah. Huh. So I mean, you know, it's, it, it all happens with how the draft develops. Yeah, you know? which true. makes it such an exciting thing to watch. That's why it's like I DVR Timberwolves games frequently <laughs> and watch them later after the fact. Yeah, this is the live sporting event this of the is year. Live. This is I, all I DVR'd live. the finals games. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you got to watch this because. Half the fun is on Twitter anyways, you know? It's all live. Yes, indeed. You got to watch it as it happens because stuff like this could happen. I think, yeah, you're right. Like, if the Wolves have their eye on, like, one or two people and they're not available anymore at seven, then maybe that that is what triggers something like this. That triggers a, a trade they already have set up, potentially. So I think it'd be something like that where, you know, it's not like they could do this pre-draft, but if the draft comes around and their guys go 5-6 or something like that or 4-6... Then, then you can go ahead and trade it. Here's my question for you, though. Yeah. How many trades has Tom Thibodeau made in his year here? So far, zero. Zero. We're still waiting on the first. So I would say the first transaction that he probably doesn't make hasty decisions. Which yeah. Maybe he he's not going to be able to just pull a quick trigger on draft night. You know. Yeah, I think it'd be knows? hard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know that we'll see it, but if we do, it should be interesting to see what they can get for trading down. Because yeah, it went so well for Flip. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, you know, when he traded uh, Trey Burke, who might not be in the league next year, right? Exactly. Uh, for Every, two, everyone for two panned him at the time, but man, <laughs> look at those guys now. I mean, yeah. Gorgie's a legit rotation player in the NBA. Yeah, and man, free agency starts what Friday? Yeah, uh, the first. Uh, uh, or, yeah, I think no. Yeah, I think you're right. It is, no, the first is Saturday. Yeah, so it'll so start it, midnight Saturday yeah. or Friday midnight into Saturday. And my right question: the corner. Is, Who's going to be the team that throws the offer at Shabazz? And how long do we have to wait for it? Because some teams <laughs> wait to throw their money around until the big free agencies go away. The big free agents get taken, but yeah. some teams are like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to make my shot at Shabazz right away." You know? Yeah, free agency starts right after the draft, uh, like a week later. So you, all this stuff's happening soon. So there'll be lots of... Uh, but you know what? If crazy stuff happens in free agency, Neil and I will get back together. We'll record yeah. another pod. Tonight's about the draft. We'll reconvene. And so let's talk about keeping the pick and uh-huh. what the Wolves are looking at. Because yes. there's a lot of talent on the board. Yes, indeed. So we have broken things down into a couple tiers here. At least, you know, kind of Timberwolves t- tiers anyway, right? Like kind of the... The different, uh, the different, uh, you know, there's certain guys who probably are not possible to get at yeah. uh, number seven, but we want to break it so down. Tier number fire. one is yeah. forget about it. <laughs> You're not going to get these guys. They're already spoken for. It's not happening. Keep your names out their mouth. We're not going to talk about them. It's Markel Fultz going number one to the Sixers and Lonzo Ball. Pretty much definitely going to the Lakers now that D'Angelo Russell has been traded. So, uh, you know, we wish them well and. 
Have fun with uh, LeVar Ball in L.A., everybody. That is a gift. Yeah, those are the, the ball top two guys. The teams, the teams have rotated a little bit, but those have been the top two guys for a very long time. The Kind of the consensus one-two, uh, maybe like a few years ago when there was Towns and Okafor. You knew those guys were going one-two in some, or actually Okafor in three, actually, right? Because D'Angelo yeah, Russell went yeah. two. And Chris Stapps, poor little Chris Stapps, all that four. <laughs> Man, I would take him, too, in a heartbeat. What a draft. Yeah, so so that's our forget about it tier. They're way up there. They're, they're not dropping the wolves that's 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 pretty much it so right. we're not going to talk about them uh, we're going next here is the fat chance fat <laughs> chance <laughs> these yeah these are maybe guys technically these, anything is possible these guys could drop that's but right. it's Sorry. not probably not going to happen in this tier we have uh josh jackson uh swing man from uh from kansas and De'Aaron fox the point guard for from kentucky um, these, this is where things get interesting because, you know, these guys probably are going to go, um, you know, between three and five, very, very, very likely, but you never know. It's probably a long shot, but you never know. You and, never know. You know, you take all the draft experts and you put all their advice and it still just amounts to a hill of beans pretty much yeah. just in terms of how much misinformation is going on there. Uh, but ESPN's draft expert, Trad Ford, Ford, had said Fox is not falling past the Canes at five. They would love if Fox fell to him at five. A lot of people think that he'll go to the Suns at four. He's a lightning fast point guard. Kind of reminds me of a younger Chris Dunn. Like, I mean, like Chris Dunn if he was like 19 instead. He's probably of like the fastest player in this draft. Like, it's all about speed with Fox. Like, he's up and down the court, lightning quick. And I like Josh Jackson a lot. That's my dream of who could fall down. Mm. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people expect the Celtics to take him, but if the Celtics take like Jason Tatum or something else, and then Fox goes five, then really only we got to have Josh Jackson fall past the six, you know? Yeah. So uh, it could happen. I would like him because I think he'll let Wiggins to slide down and play shooting guard. Oh, yeah. Because I think he's got, the, he's got the size and the defensive capabilities to let Wiggins shift down. And that's the thing, is that he's got the defensive capabilities to guard Durant. And we all know Wiggins plays better as a shooting guard anyways. You know, he doesn't have the wing span to be a truly elite kind of yeah, small Yeah, Jackson, what, 6'8", something like that? He's, he's, yeah. he's a pretty big dude. He's... Uh, you know, definitely someone who, uh, you know, allegedly gets after it on, on defense and, you know, prides himself on the defense. So, I mean, that's huge. That's something that, you know, you don't see a lot of, you know, in the lottery portion of the, dra- the draft here. With Jackson, though, it's about his shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the kind of the big question that, you know, I think, you know, might make the difference of, you know, is, is he going to be someone closer to Andre Iguodala? Um, you know, that's kind of like the high end, I think, of what people mostly project of him. Or is he going to be more like Andre Roberson? Mm-hmm. Uh, to Andre, or I like guess. a bigger Chris Dunn, <laughs> you know? right? The forward version of Chris Dunn, because you know he's only a fifty-seven percent free throw shooter. Free throw shooter, and that is even a Chris huge, Dunn's better than that. That's you know? a huge indicator of just shooting overall. Like if you can hit, that's why people think Ricky is salvageable. Like he's a great free throw shooter, right? So it's like Jackson's the opposite. Like he's a bad shooter, and he can't even hit his free throws. So and that's why I sit out so many games to pick up basketball. <laughs> is I can't make my free throw shot after you know after you lose a game. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, Jackson, I could see him. He's he's a little. I think he you know it's possible to slip down, but I don't know. There's lots of buzz of the Celtics now. You know, get with that three pick, uh, moving down from one to three. Do they want to go with Jackson? Do they want to go with Tatum? Lots of lots That's of the big options question, there. Yeah. So, but and if, if he if, doesn't go there, then I don't know. Maybe he could slip past the Suns and the Magic and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's like because the Magic. Who knows who they're going to pick? Right. Who knows? Yeah, they go in. They, they usually need help go- across the board. They usually goof it up. <laughs> but they have a new GM, so maybe this will be the first year in a while that they go- don't goof it up. But I remember I tweeted after it, the lottery odds came out. 
I said the Canes and Orlando always take the wrong player, so it's really like we have the number five pick. Yeah. And if that's the case, we just have to have Josh Jackson get past the Celtics. That's right. All right, should we talk about the middle section? Oh, yeah. Middle section. These are the most likely guys who the Wolves will have the opportunity to draft. Um, the middle section is... Uh, Yes. The middle section, we believe, is, is probably four or five players deep. We have Jason Tatum. Just take some time to get into the middle. Yeah. yeah we, good one. Uh, we have Jason Tatum, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Laurie uh, Markkanen, uh, Malik Monk, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Those are the guys that are the five most likely players that you will see the Wolves draft on Thursday night. It's very likely going to be one of them. And they're all probably going to be in that range. So at this point, you know, they all have flaws. Right. And if you really historically, if you're looking at, you know, the people who get drafted like six to 10 in the NBA draft, most of the time you're going to get a good role player, you know? True, true, uh, true. It's, unless it's someone really goofed up at the top of the draft. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that it's most likely we're going to get some guys who have holes in their games, but can also help in certain ways. Uh, let's start with Jason Tatum, maybe the most... Uh, maybe the hardest guy to maybe fall to seven besides Josh Jackson, the hardest guy in this tier, because there is some people who are really up on him. Yeah, some I'd be most think. surprised if Tatum was actually still there. Some stuff would have to go wrong. Um, so know, Jason Tatum is a six eight forward from mm. what was it, Duke? Duke, yep, yep, that's right. Uh, some people think he has a lower ceiling, like he doesn't really have superstar potential because he doesn't have mad athleticism and you know can't jump out of a gym but he's like ready to go right now he's like by all accounts the most nba ready right now like can get his own shot can you know um you know I've, i see a lot of people compare him to mellow that kind of like build and that kind of uh, that kind of game it can go right now and i like the size because like i said i want somebody who can yeah. have wiggins shift down to shooting guard long term but unfortunately uh he's not good enough defensively whereas i think josh jackson could actually yeah. handle the defensive load uh, I don't think that Tatum will be able to do that. And he's also not a great outside shooter. Most mm. of his stuff is going to the rim. Mid-range or, yeah, at the rim. And uh, also his assist rate would make Shabazz blush. <laughs> that guy <laughs> he has got like a 3-1 to one turnover to assist rate. Yeah, he, he never passed it. Next guy uh, in the range uh, here in the middle is Jonathan Isaac. Uh, most uh, Timberwolves fans, uh, you know, this is who they want. This is who This is who most people, including us, you know, really want to see the Wolves Get this guy as far as as far as this tier goes. Anyway, this is the player that you know most Wolves fans. It feels like they would be delighted to to be able to get Isaac, defensive minded combo forward, um, kind of a good modern NBA forward. Can play both a three or four, super long. Can stretch it out to three. Um, can defend and and, and 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 defend guys. You know, in the paint and also outside. Gets down into a stance like. This guy loves to play defense, kind of like Josh Jackson, a little bit bigger though, mm-hmm. more long, is a seven-one wingspan, so crazy arms. Be able um, to cover power forwards, I think, a lot yeah. more, or even like small ball fives. Everyone's playing with small ball five. He could, you know, he could yeah. cover those guys. The knock on him is he's maybe not a go-to scorer. He's maybe more of a role player type. Um, you have AK forty-seven, our old friend Andre, uh, in here as as a comp potentially. Yeah, so that's kind of his upside. Is a guy yeah. who does a lot of things really well, but his main thing is about just you know being on defense and stealing and blocking he does both of those well um, yeah he has a high floor though. i think the I, seal, think, I said his floor is like uh kenneth farid which is really isn't a bad that's floor, a high floor you know that's a floor yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a high floor so he's at least probably going to be a good role player so you can at least have that to lay back on but he, he might not be a starter so we'll see getting like you know a guy who can you know i love you gorgie you you run hard but sometimes we're going to need to have cat at the five 
and we're going to need someone who runs hard and plays good defense. Yeah. And I would love to see him running next to, you know, Towns at the four. I think that would be beautiful. Totally. Who we have next, Scott? Next up, we have the person you're going to say, Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> Markkinen. Uh, he's from uh, Finland, everybody's yeah, right. Finnish. Yep. And he's he's a very cute looking, you know, you know cherubic cute. white boy. You know, he's very, got a very Kristaps thing going, you know, yeah, a little boy band in, look. Uh, Arizona. And because he's a tall white guy, everyone wants to send him to Minnesota. You probably have heard his name because he's in every mock draft going to Minnesota. He's also comped to Dirk everywhere you see. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's a tall, skinny white dude who can yeah. shoot. You <laughs> yeah, know, from, from Europe. <laughs> yeah, from Europe, exactly. So if you think he's Dirk, then I would be very happy to have him. Sure. He's, maybe, Dirk. he's maybe the best shooter of everyone we're going to talk about because he does have a great stroke from three-pointer. Yeah, apparently he's the best shooter in the draft like yeah. everybody so that's crazy because he's seven feet tall and you know lord knows we could use shooting on this team more than anything honestly yeah. but if i'm not interested in a big man who can't play defense or rebound like he can't yeah. rebound yeah he's not a traditional big i don't want a seven way. footer who doesn't grab rebounds and i don't think tibbs does either so that's why i think it's weird in these mock drafts that everyone's like yeah defensive minded top thibodeau is gonna want kind of like a frail willowy you know offense only you know big man i don't think that's yeah. his game, really. Yeah, if Jonathan Isaac represents like what the every Wolves fan like just dreams of for Thursday night, uh, Laurie Markkanen kind of at this point represents what everyone's terrified of is that the Wolves will somehow take him. He's dropping in a lot of mock drafts right now, so I don't know if if sentiment around the league is to be believed. Maybe he's. The lowest out of these five, or maybe is in the tier below at this point. I could also see Orlando taking him, though. You know, like, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, again, it's he doesn't do a lot of a lot of things that you want from a big person, but at the same time, if he's the best shooter in the draft and he's seven feet tall, like that's huge. That's crazy. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it's not the worst thing. We were down with like yeah. dra- drafting Dragon Bender last year. You know, the nineteen-year-old tall guy who can shoot. And yeah. So maybe this is kind of the same thing. I wouldn't be, you know. It, it, he's not one of my top choices at this pick, but especially if we traded down, we're like, man, we like Lori, but we think we can get him at ten. You there know? you go, that's a perfect Something example. Like that. Yeah, and if they like him enough, like I would give him a chance. Having a seven footer who's a great shooter could really help this team. But uh, next guy in the tier is Malik Monk from Kentucky, shooting guard. Not a wild Scott, cat. Scott, do you like Malik Monk? How do you feel about some? How do you feel about some Monk? He can he can fill it up. He can make some buckets. Uh, I say this is our second dr- t- chance at drafting Jamal Murray or yeah, Gary I put, Harris. I put Gary made. Harris in there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, which but. is you know, which would be great. You know, I would yeah. I would really like to have that guy on our team right now because. I used to think like, man, if you're not going to be able to defend, what's the role for like a kind of like a Kemba score only, you know, kind of small, undersized point guard? Yeah. It's like, look where the league has gone. They're playing four of those guards in at demand, a time, you know. Like, and so now that we know like this league is going to allow you to play like four guards at a time, it, it doesn't hurt to have a bunch of guards that can shoot it, and he can fill it up. You know, I mean, not necessarily from shooting, but he knows how to score. Yeah, he can score from all over the court. Um, you know, he can definitely you know shoot the long range ball. That's what he's known for most. Um, shooting guard, but I think he's like only like six four or something like that. So he's kind of maybe a tweener. Yeah, might have to be able to play a little point guard if he's going to survive in the league. Kind of that's what Jamal Murray was able to do so well last year. It turned out he wasn't just a shooting guard. Like he ran pick and roll for the Nuggets and and could come off the bench and, and help you out a point guard. So I think that might be, have to be what uh, Monk can um, can show to do if he's going to be you know successful being a lottery pick here and and, and going somewhere in the NBA. But I can oh, see it for him. I would love to see him play like Jamal yeah. Murray just like hit eight threes in a game for us next season in a game. You know, like stuff like that. 
I think the team, like, could you imagine if you get both Zach and Monk hot on the same night? You could be running both of them in the guard spot. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the major downside for the Wolves taking Monk is he just seems his one of his major comps is Zach Levine, so it's kind of like a little redundant. But, you know. It's a good thing to have a redundancy at in the league right now. Good shooters who can just, like... You know, it's it's like the Golden State world. You just gotta hit a lot of threes, and you know. Well, and we'll and we'll, like we'll talk about this a little bit with our next player. But I, I am also the the Wolves just aren't good enough even yet to sort of cherry pick draft for fits and stuff. Like That's how we got West Johnson who, instead of Boogie Cousins. Who everybody. knows what this team's look like in three or four years? And you just might need these guys or whatever. So. And make no mistake, like that's what Tibbs is building for. Yeah. He's building for 2020 because he yep. knows this is a world, this a Warriors world for the next two to three seasons. You know. Yeah. So I mean, you're kind of keeping your eye on 2019, 2020 with uh, all your moves you're making as a GM. Speaking of potentially picking another guard, Dennis Smith Jr. from uh, North Carolina State is our next player. Um, somebody who has been uh, Thibodeau has, has been linked to in rumors. Interesting. Uh, they went to go check out uh, Dennis Smith's pro day um, on the East Coast um, last week, I believe. So they've been watching him. They have their eye on him. And I wasn't really thinking about him very much before that, but ever since those kind of rumors came around, I started digging into little Dennis Smith, and I'm kind of down. I'm kind of in on this guy right now. I'm kind of feeling it, even though it's another point guard, uh, which I, at the beginning, like you were talking about earlier, like what you entered this whole draft process thinking of, I was like, the only thing I'm sure of is they will not take another point guard. And well, like, especially well, another point guard who can't shoot. Well, I mean, Dennis, uh, yeah. So Dennis, I think he, you know, he, he'll be all right. He can shoot the ball. He can score. Like, this is someone who is he though that's what we said about chris well i mean he's more about his athleticism but i think he i think he can shoot the ball adequately i don't think he's a non-shooter um but he's super athletic super fast um you know some of his downsides though is he tore his acl in high school it's very worrisome for a player like him who relies so much on his athleticism and getting to the rim and dunking and stuff high-flying dunks but, you know, Dennis Smith, I don't know. The greatest predictor of future injury is previous injury. There you go. you got to be careful of that. But, you know, he's he toured in high school, so, um, you know, that's probably two years removed from that right now. Everything seems to be fine. He's got some attitude issues as well. He's on a really bad team, a very bad situation last year um, in North Carolina State. So, I don't know. I think when he gets to the NBA, things will turn around for him. But, I don't know. I'm just saying that if a point guard is the pick, it's not as bad as as, as I uh, probably once thought that something like that could be. So I would be okay with the Wolves so taking Dennis So what Smith. would Dennis Smith mean for the Wolves, though, if they draft him? Does it mean for sure Ricky's got to be gone, or does it mean Dunn or Tyus has to leave? Because we can't have four point guards who can't shoot. I mean, Tyus can shoot, but three point guards who can't shoot? like There wasn't enough time. We couldn't even get Dunn yeah, on the court last yeah, year. Yeah, I know? think it definitely would mean, it would probably mean the end for Ricky, or it would or you'd have to think there was some deal being made coming later because... Or, you know... Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm just going to say that I think, you know, Dennis Smith can play off the ball a little bit, but I don't know. You, you necessarily think he's definitely the next starting point guard, but you'd want him to get some of those minutes at least at the backup. Yeah, I saw a tweet after D'Angelo Russell got traded to the Nets that saying this has been a bad week for all these soon-to-be free agent point guards because two major destinations just got snapped up. You know, like, oh, we got our point guard now. We got Fultz. We don't need to exactly. overpay to get George Hill here yeah, or Kyle Lowry here. Philly or, and know, Brooklyn are supposed to be two years. True holiday. Two, two teams to overpay, you know, for these free agent point guards. And now they're not going to have a place to go. They might have to take less or something like that. So I don't know if that's what that means for the Wolves as far as Rubio situation goes, but well, it's two less teams that need point guards. And once again, that was something we talked about last year. Is like if you don't need a point guard, there's not much of a market for Ricky Rubio. You know, yeah. 
Um, the Mavericks want him. Okay, Rumors. so we've kind of talked about who is out there, who we think the Wolves might take. Let's talk about like who we hope the Wolves might take. Our top three hopeful picks. Neil, give me your top three. Thursday's draft number Maybe three. Go, yeah, go three to one. Number three for me is Josh Jackson. I think um, you know a little bit of this is that I don't think he'll be there, uh, but I'd be totally happy with if if Josh Jackson fell to seven and the Wolves somehow were able to take him. Uh, that'd be wonderful. Two, I'm gonna stick with Dennis Smith again. He's really I've really enjoyed watching him play. Uh, uh, you know, watching you know just recap videos and stuff on Draft Express and everything. Dennis Smith Jr. picking another point guard as crazy as it sounds. All the David Kahn jokes. Whatever you want to say, I don't know. I think it could work with Dennis Smith Jr. He's he's really nice. Um, and then number one, gotta go, Jonathan Isaac. I just think the fit is he has both. He has he has he's right in the middle of the Venn diagram of like good fit, but then also like just a really great project and like a really great like high upside for the future for the Wolves. So those would be my top three for who I hope the Wolves uh, go with uh, the draft. Scott, what about you? Top three. Hopeful picks for Thursday's draft. At number three, I have Malik Monk. <laughs> Monk. Because I, you know, I've, I've learned my lesson. You know, we saw Dame get drafted. We saw uh, Dame Lillard, that is. We saw C.E.J. Mm-hmm. McCollum get drafted. We saw Gary Harris, Jamal Murray. And you, it's just like I'm done underestimating these, like, short guys who can just fill up the bucket, you yeah. know? It's, it, it's okay to have a really small guy on your team as long as like, – look at Isaiah Thomas. If they can get buckets, there's a spot for them in the league now. You can right. play a guy like that, and yeah. you can play him with other guards and stuff. I need that scoring. At number two, I have Jonathan Isaac. I like what you're saying. I think he'd be really good and help us a little bit more with defending the bigs. Yep. And a guy who can also potentially stop some bigger Third wings. too, yeah. But I got to go with Josh Jackson at number one just because I think – more than anything in this league, it's just like you need a guy who can switch from Steph to Clay to KD to you know guard them all. That's what I'm saying. You need a guy. <laughs> you need a guy who can get after those wings a little bit more than I think Isaac might be just limited a little bit more mobily. And so, uh, but I would be happy to see Josh Jackson fall, and also super psyched to see Isaac be taken as well. Those you know? are our top three. Tweet at us at Wolvescast. Let us know your top three for Thursday. And um, my, uh, my top three is Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, <laughs> and you know. That's right, all those guys. Uh, Up next, time for a sponsor. Today we have a very special sponsor. It's a close personal friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Mitch Samuel. Thank you for joining us, Mitch. Why, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Why, it's my pleasure. Thank you, thank you, and thank you all my life for having me here. Uh, Now, uh, Mitch is a world-class auctioneer, and uh, we think he'd be the perfect addition to any team's Draft Day War Room. Wow, that's right, that's right, Neil, that's right. Can I hear that again? That is right, Neil. When the time is on, the time is on the clock. That clock, you need a voice in the phone. You need a voice on that phone. You need a phone that can seal the deal before you get to that buzzer. You need to seal the deal, seal the deal. Can I hear you seal the deal? I want you to seal that deal before that buzzer. There you hear the buzzer. It stops at the buzzer. Other GMs may tease trades. That's teas and trades from GMs, 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 teas and trades. Asking for extra goodies, extra goodies, extra goodies to sweeten that pot. Because sweeten the pot. Can you want to sweeten the pot? I want to hear you sweeten the pot. But there's no pussy for no pussy for no pussy for in a steer that is in cattle in a steer auction whoa okay mitch uh lots of words there but uh 
Uh, how about you give me a sampling of your services? Well, of course, that'd be my pleasure. That is my pleasure, of course. Can it be my pleasure? I would give you a pleasure to do that for an example for you. You got, do you have your opponent over the barrel? I said, over opponent, your opponent over the barrel while they're on the clock. Why, well, observe. Come on, Danny. I said, come on, Danny. Come on, Danny. You only have 10 seconds left on your clock, which means I'm only going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you my next three. That's only three. Next three. Going once. Do I hear future peck swap? Going once. Future pick swap. Going twice. Do I hear it twice? That's going twice. Buddy, we all made it. It's going twice. No second round drip. Draft picks? No, no second round draft picks. I uh, hear no second round draft picks. Sold, sold to the Kings. That is to the Kings. We'll take any offer. That is any offer that you offer them. Whoa, that is impressive right there. Wow, Mitch. Uh, we've heard it here, folks. Uh, if you need a closer for your draft day trades, you know how to give a call. That's Mitch Samuel. Just give him a ring. He'll hook you right up. Get ready for the draft with Mitch Samuel. Just call me at six. That is a six. That is a six. Can I hear five? It is a five. Can I hear one? Can I hear one? Anybody? Give me one. That's our sponsor for today. Up next, time for Mailbag. It's a 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 mailbag. Letters all letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Status update in the podcast studio. I'm at the point where I know my headphones are going to be wet when I take them off because my hair is sweating, you know? I hate that sweating. feeling. I hate that feeling. S- sweating it out right here. We so got I a house. to stop wearing my nice headphones when I shovel snow. We got a house with no AC, but uh, we're making it happen anyway. A little fan action. We had to turn it off because we, we got care con- about that audio we quality. We have condenser mics, and they pick up the entire room. <laughs> More than we care about the quality of my, my shirt I'm wearing right now. All right, mailbag, mostly a draft-centric mailbag happening for you now. Thank you, everybody, who sent in questions. We and if you sent a in a question, I will go on Twitter, and I'm going to answer them for you. Oh, there you I go. I want to answer yeah. a lot of them on Twitter today, but I was like, oh, You mean if the ones we don't get to here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people ask questions, and I wanted to answer a lot of them on Twitter. I was like, well, what <laughs> if we do it on the show tonight? So I better wait. So All right, first question comes to us from at uh, JB John Bender on Twitter. Um, he asks, what is your setup for watching the draft, Woj or no Woj? That's a great question. Woj, is of course, of- referring to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, currently of Yahoo, but about to go to ESPN, I guess. They fired um, everybody else from yeah. Yahoo. Jeez. They should <laughs> but, call it Boohoo. Uh, Woj, of course, is known for breaking news and uh, giving you all the... The hot new updates and everything. So if you hear it from Woj, it's What's legit. What's the closest thing we have to a bomb exploding? Yeah, the Woj bomb. Is, Don't! Yeah, the, maybe my bomb. It's hard though. Woj really. I, I I love Woj, but in the draft, I got I got to mute the Woj. I can't have it. He he scoops every single pick. He knows no. who is about to be picked before Adam Silver reads them on the air. So it's a conundrum because on one hand, it's like you want to have all the tweets from Woj telling you the latest trade news and who might be talking to who and that kind of thing. But at the same time, he's about to ruin the broadcast for you, right? You got to have him. You can't have a Woj on, in my opinion. You can't have him. I feel two ways about this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On one hand, half the fun of the draft at this time is being on Twitter. Rumors, yeah. Being on Twitter, seeing how everyone's freaking out to the picks and the crazy rumors and stuff. And when you're on Twitter and you can't see Woj, but everyone can- else can, <laughs> take it from me. Woj has blocked me on Twitter, <laughs> which I, so like many years ago, I used my, my account at Scott Olstad. And mm. uh, then I went away from that for several years and 
kind of only used like our wolves accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not uh, operating a uh, personal <laughs> account. And I came back to the personal account last year. I was like, it's okay. I'm going to start tweeting for yeah. this again. <laughs> and I found out I've been blocked by Woj. And so the only thing I could think about wow. is when he kept writing about Kevin Love being traded. I might have said some uh, mean words towards yeah, him. So I probably did it. deserve it. it. Yeah. But 2013. I'm so much more mature now as a human. And I just want <laughs> Woj to unblock me because it's so weird. Everyone always retweets Woj and are like, oh my gosh, look at that. And I can't. I can't look at that. I have to jump over the Wolves cast account to see. Crazy. It. So uh, let me tell you, as someone who can't see Woj's tweets most of the time, you you get it anyways. Like you, you know, everyone reacts to the Woj tweet. So if you're going to be cool on Twitter tweets. anyways, you're going to see people reacting to it anyways. It's just I enjoy the second screen experience more than I enjoy being shocked by the pick. True. All right. Uh, next question from Kelly Beck underscore fifteen on Twitter. She writes, "What is your best?" case realistic trade scenario um and then she writes if no trade was your realistic pick at seven and why we already kind of talked about that but let's talk about trade scenarios who what what sort of you know different teams could we potentially see um you know moving the trade for we have um you know probably something in the lottery another team in the lottery like we talked about maybe the wolves moving down to you know swap picks in this draft and then also maybe get a player in return i could mm-hmm. see something maybe with the dallas mavericks like you mentioned if they want to jump up and grab fox um uh, dennis smith uh frank nikolita um, from Germany, um, you know, you, either the the Mavericks or the Knicks and if might they be do running against each other. In if that. they want to do something like, if Mavericks want more, if they want Rubio, which has been a rumor, yeah, for example, maybe we trade Rubio and number seven to Dallas. And I don't know what we get back. Like, I would like to get like I would it'd take be nice. West Matthews. I was thinking West Matthews would be I'll, fine, but for a contract, he did play well this season. They're but, dumping his contract though, so I feel like we should get something back in return. Like yeah. we're giving up at least some assets, so we should get an asset in return. And as much as we think veteran presence of uh, our, one of our favorite players is an asset, Dallas probably views it as a win-win for them because they're uh-huh. going to dump the contract. So maybe we can get something for them, Seth Curry, I don't know, whatever. They got a second-round pick or something. Yeah. But I can see something like that. Yeah, um, I would love to see a, you know Rubio in the seven for number nine, Seth Curry, and Wes Matthews. I, I think that would be a cool trade. Um, or, I mean, I hope. Tibbs is on the phone with Phil Jackson like crazy, you know, just because it seems like the Knicks situation yeah. is just a joke. Man, it's a mess. I've been a fan of some dysfunctional teams. I was a fan <laughs> during the David Kahn Timberwolves. I was a fan <laughs> during the uh, the last five years of the Twins. But let me tell you guys, I'm glad I'm not a Knicks fan because what a toxic front office ownership situation that is. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen um, So there. I would say, you know, if all the rumors, there's been so many Ricky Rubio to the Knicks rumors, if it's not 100% Ricky's agent floating those, and there is some smoke to that fire and New York wants Ricky, maybe Ricky, the number seven, and, you know, some other piece could get Kristaps, which I would say if... <laughs> Anyone but Levine, Wiggins, and uh, Cat, I would trade for Chris yeah, Stops. If, if you want, if you want Levine, Chris Stops, then you keep, they keep their pick then in that yeah. situation. If, like, if yeah. you want Levine for Chris Stops, I would do that too. Yeah. I, 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 I love Chris Stops. I love Chris Stops. I mean, him and Towns together, that, that'd be nice. Game over. That's, that, our, that's our super team right yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. So that would maybe be some scenarios there for, for trading. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. Um, okay, another question. Another question from JB John Bender. Listen, if you send two, in two questions, if you send in hot questions, oh my god! If you send in hot questions, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put them both in. So John did that. So he gets statistics are fun. He gets two in the show. Uh, he writes, if you could sit in one team's war room for the draft, who would you choose? The war room is kind of like 
the room where all the team executives, the, the room decision makers, where it happens, the room where the battles go down. Want to be in the room where it happens? Then you want to be in a war room. So other than the wolves, uh, you want to hear yours choose? first. I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings. Ooh. Because, like we're talking about with the New York Knicks, they are right up there in dysfunction. Uh, right up there, I want I want to see Vivek flex his muscles <laughs> over these other guys who pr- probably know more about the league than him. But he's the majority owner, so he gets this, you know, picks Nick Stauskas or whatever it is. Like, so. Yeah, no, we took a Twitter <laughs> poll and they told us to draft this guy instead. We're letting the fans choose this year, which is actually something they did two years ago. <laughs> I mean, the not Kings quite that. But, you know. are, the Kings are one of the more hilarious franchises. In the league right now, I would love to see how things go on behind the scenes there and, and what goes on in their war room. Uh, so that's who I'd pick. What about you? Who do you I want? could see it just being like, you know, like cotton candy booths and stuff. <laughs> just like it's a game room, you know, it's pinball. Yeah, carnival. Yeah, they're not paying attention at all. It's just like the phone rings and they answer and they're like, uh, your time's up. Who do you pick? Yeah. And they're like, uh, who's available? <laughs> um I my decision came down to who would I rather chill with for a couple hours? Okay, Magic Johnson personalities or uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Cuban Mark Cuban, and, I, and I'm gonna go with Cuban, even though I love Magic and he seems like a really fun dude. I feel like Cuban. There's a chance I could walk out of that room with a partnership stake in some kind of company or something. True, true, I could do true. a little Shark Tank ideas up mm. in his alley. I yeah. could be I could get a job out of that. So. If I if I make an incisive comment or something, I might be working for the Mavericks. Yeah, you know? he, might, so, he might cut you a check or something yeah, for that's your, what I'm saying. your new business. And he seems like a fun guy to hang out with anyway. So uh, I'm going to pick Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. Love it. All right, last question in mailbag here is uh, from at MyFanSanity on Twitter. Uh, he asks, uh, what is the most you would give up for Porzingis? What's more fun, a draft pick surrounded surrounded by intrigue or getting swept in the first round? So, I don't know. What does that last part mean? Like, Well, the uh, question is... Does that mean like having picking, a, draft picking pick. a project and sort of like rolling with a 19-year-old well, or, also, or getting a vet who can bring you to the first round? Oh, maybe that's the way to read it. I kind of read it as... It is fun to have a stake in the draft. Uh-huh. If we were picking like 28th, to have a we wouldn't even pick. be having a podcast on yeah, this. You know? right, yeah. When we've done this, for, and this is uh-huh. my answer. It's contextual because for us, who has have had the pl- privilege of experiencing the joy of the lottery and the draft for so many years in a row, it has started to wear out a little bit of its fun. Sure, so sure. for me, sure. I would rather get swept in the first round of the playoffs. Now, True. if you're a team from the East... I don't know which one, maybe the Hawks or something, who go to the playoffs every year and get swept all the time. First round, you know, out. first yeah. round, first round, like the Bucks or something. First round, first round, first round. Then maybe after year five or six of that, you don't want to go to the playoffs anymore and get swept. You're just like, let's blow it up, and then you get excited for the draft picks. But yeah. for me, at this point in Timberwolves history, I would have way more fun going to f- two home, you know, playoff two games. games yeah. Two get two at home. <laughs> that'd be more fun than anything. You're right. You I'm know? with you. I'm with you on that. I think that's how, you know, a lot of a lot of Wolves fans feel the same way. I think and we're ready most, for that first round exit. <laughs> the most I'd give up for Chris Stops is Ricky Levine and the seven. I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna be the pick. It would be the pick, and then it would probably be one of Dunn and Levine mm-hmm. or both. Would you give up both? Yes. What if they didn't want Rubio? I mean, I guess like if you if the Knicks rumors are to believe they like Rubio, so maybe like Rubio, Levine, and the seven. Today I found oh, and 
I did a trade machine today where we take back Noah's contract. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. But hey, that's fine. Something like you know, that. I don't care. Yeah. I like Noah. He probably I mean, will never Porzingis, play. though, is a rookie skill deal. Like, that's they'd have to get, yeah, that, We get his rights. They and would then... have to fill in, you know, salary with something like Noah or uh, is it Flalo? No, uh, Courtney Lee. Uh, you know, something like that would have to be. Yeah. Well, I found today I did Ricky and Dunn for Chris Stops and Noah, and that works money wise. Yeah, again, you gotta you 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 would give up one of your guards of the future for, for you give up Rubio and pick either Dunn or Levine. They they would pick Levine. Yeah, um, and the seven. Or I don't know if they would because they're idiots in New York. They're uh, very dumb. Yeah, they're trading Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, I mean like, you can't Levine's get a more dumb. Player, but he's also closer to an extension. What do you do there? Yeah. He's also coming off an ACL. Well, that's the thing what do you though. Do there? That'd like, be nice with trading Levine. Uh, is that. You, you don't know, have to pay him, and you don't have to worry yeah, about the injury because we would have to give him the contract that we would give Kristaps at this point, which is we'd give Wiggins the five-year yeah. max, give Kristaps four years as much as we can give him. We can't give him five after the trade, even though we have his bird rights. I believe I could be wrong on yeah. that. Yeah, and then Towns gets the other five. So yep. our next five years is Kristaps, Towns, Wiggins. We can dream, right? I'm going to be upset dream. when we he goes dream. to the Suns for the four and Trevor Booker. <laughs> Something like that might be happening. That's all the questions we, we have. We should check Twitter. Something like that might have already it might have happened, happened while you know? we recorded. We you have guys. not been on Twitter now for 40 minutes. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we're going to keep rolling with the recording anyway. All right. That's Mailbag. Thanks for the questions to the three of you. Eh, more people send them in. And Scott will try to get back to you on Twitter, but we'll see. We'll see about that. Hey, Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He is that. He's thirsty. Shabazz is not going to be back on the team, I guess. And we got to get those in while we can. Who's going to offer him the money? I'm going to say it's Washington. All right, let's talk about Nikola Pekovic. It's time for power rankings. And that is this one. Power. Put them in order. Put them in order. Put it in order. Power rankings. Uh, we be ranking. You watched Bill Nye as a kid, didn't you? Oh yeah, good show. Bill, Bill. I like Bill, Tyler the Creator's Bill. new theme song for the Netflix oh, show. Oh yeah, too good. Power right, rankings. Well, this one, this one was just off the dome. Everybody, we sat down right before we recorded. I said, "Yeah, let's just do let's make a list of things that we're gonna miss about Nikola Pekovic," <laughs> and we came up with like. 15 off the top of our head. We narrowed it down to just five to keep this tight and focused. But my gosh, we're going to miss him a lot. I love that dude. There's a lot to miss about Peck. He's been, like we mentioned, officially waived by the team. And it's time to talk about all the things we're going to miss about him. So we have power rankings, five top five things we will miss about Peck. Number five. Number five. Number five. Watching guards bounce off his screens bounce bounce like, off them. It wasn't like they would run into him and like slam into a wall. It wasn't like they would like crumple you, at his feet. No. no. Well, sometimes they crumple. Sometimes. But yeah. Most of the times you would see them bounce in the opposite direction, like get repelled by force. A lot of movement. Yeah. They, they would, they would be jettisoned a couple feet. And off especially the if it was like a guard's first time experiencing <laughs> oh, the Pekovic bounce, they seeing their face. Yeah. It's just like you don't see NBA players with shock and also like slight, like being afraid. Whoa. Not horror, but fear. You yeah. know? Just like, uh, whoa, that guy's made awe. out of granite. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. He was a feat like of athleticism. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of NBAs have like players have like crazy athletic talent and freaky athletic talent. And Pekovic was just kind of like a six eleven, normally proportioned dude who could have been like a bodybuilder. Should have probably he has the body of a bodybuilder. That's why he he broke down. We always said he, he was well, it was too top heavy. His legs were never made for this. Yeah, seven footers probably shouldn't be that big. 
Uh, yeah, watching guards bounce off his screens. All right, at number four, uh, that is his Bond villain street clothes wardrobe. Yeah. Always. I mean, we saw a lot of him because he's injured, so we saw him dress up and sit behind the bench for a lot. Oh. And, uh, like all black suits, a black shirt, black belt. Yeah. You know, no collar. Or I mean, always an open, open. collar. Always open, open collar. Open collar, some boot cut denim on. You know, he's got some like club shoes, some nice loafers on, you know, but he's just looking huge. Yeah, with that open shirt. Just just looking menacing. You know, but still looking good. Looks yeah. like he's about to tell you his whole evil plan while you're strapped <laughs> to the table and he thinks you're going to die. He just had a great street clothes wardrobe. It was always fun to see what Peck was going to wear. And, and I just, I forget what the number was, but he played like, you know, he played so few games for the team while still being on the roster. Right. You know, he played like under 100 games in five years or something weird like that. Like, so he had lots of time to sit behind the bench, yeah, street develop, clothes. Develop that one. Yeah, we saw a lot of that. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna definitely gonna miss uh, that Bond villain street clothes. Um, number three, tattoo watch. Mm. That's right. Not uh, only did he have some of the best tattoos in the game. Yeah, he he had the he started with the great uh, executioner tattoo of the warrior, the the, the, the armor the crusader armor warrior, warrior with the sword going all the way into the skulls of his vanquished enemies below it, him. I mean, it started there, and that was something. That was something to behold. For and I sure. think he set a trend for a little bit because then Miroslav Radjanovich, oh yeah, and uh, the guy from the uh, Polish Hammer from yeah, uh, Gortat, Gortat also yeah. got like a giant like <laughs> arm length. Like I, I'm not saying like it's because of Pekovic, but Pekovic was the first like big strong Euro guy to get one that goes all the way from the top of the shoulder down to your down elbow, to the elbow one piece you, you know? have the terrifying tattoo and then what would you mean by tattoo watches then he would add after that so he would start to get leg work done after that and then he'd have like a sleeve on over like his bicep you know for a stretch of games and, and it turned out he was like going to like the same artist and like getting all this sort of like similar very like dark like sort of you know very uh you know medieval very kind of. medieval <laughs> but he also had nature he had like yeah. the, the bear he yeah the got. eagle yeah yeah and so uh, it was always fun to see him with a bandage on. Because you're like, oh, new bandage, tattoo watch. And then yeah. Neil and I would pour over Twitter to find like images. Close up. Like, we were running the zoom F yet. In, zoom in. We were running the F yet Timberwolves Tumblr. And we wanted to be the first ones with that image up yeah. on the social media. Yeah, tattoo Blasted watch Tumblr. with Peck. We actually, uh, we used to make t-shirts under the brand name T-Wolves. Mm-hmm. T-E-E Wolves. Mm-hmm. Bad name because I have to spell it for you to understand it. Um, we, we're we're dumb. Uh, but our first very first shirt was uh, the... Pexecutioner shirt. It was a his tattoo in yellow on a black shirt with the words Pexecutioner on the bottom. And I remember sending it to the basketball Jones guys and them wearing it. They wore it, yeah. yeah. So Peck, you were you know you were an important part of our fandom. Totally. All right, number two. Uh, disp- destroying opposing centers with force. With force. I remember there was a meme one year where after every center he would dominate, they would add his face photoshopped onto the skulls at Peck's tattoos. Well, that's feet. funny. Yeah. Like Boogie and stuff like that. Timothy Mozgov. Yeah. Like Boogie in particular, Peck had his number. Boogie would just throw a fit. He could not figure out Peck at all. And Boogie's a strong dude. He's got similar kind of like bruising style, you know. But yeah. uh, he could not handle Peck one bit, and I just loved watching him struggle. I think it's interesting how you know that brand of basketball like sort of died with Peck in a way. Like there are very few guys who have like the raw strength and like brute force. Like I can't dunk. He has now. I can't dunk this, but I can like you know roll into you. Yeah. Oh my! The dancing bear, my favorite move. Oh, the dancing bear. Post up. 
go come back, across the screen, come across the in the, middle, lane, in the yeah. middle, and then throw up the little running hook. Yeah, the dancing bear. Uh, so yeah, so just like the way he would destroy opposing centers, just just backing them in, putting you into the restricted area, and and just being able to lay it in. I would just, love to you see, don't him see go. it very much anymore. It's like DeAndre Jordan and like Hassan Whiteside, and there's a couple other few guys who are just enormous but other than that you just don't see that kind of player anymore. i'd like to see peck go against like rudy gobert because rudy <laughs> gobert is like one of our best defensive centers in yeah. the league but he's really tall and skinny and i think that peck would just get into his chest and he would have similar problems like boogie does where he <laughs> yeah. like, what just hit me yeah or chris stops we won't be able to stop him <laughs> yeah exactly all right and the last final one, one number last one. one number one the number one thing we'll miss about peck is the character mm. Peck the character larger than life? Always, you know. Of course, like we just got done talking about all the reasons, you know, his his tattoos, his massive size, his Bond villain look, you know how his how jolly, tough he, tough jolly he was attitude. in the paint. But that's, no, that's like the yeah. that's like the sort of you know it's it's the it's the flip side to all this was how silly he was. Yeah, he seemed very and joyful, very joyful. He was everyone's favorite in the locker room. Obviously, the famous gif of of you know him saying something, Ricky kind of like double taking to to him, you know, and he was he was always very silly and kind of deadpan, you know, the great Wolves, deadpan humor. Wolves Entertainment Network picked up on that and used it for some you so know, the videos Center where on the world is Nikola Pekovic. Yeah, or he would just say one or two words and <sighs> the just Twitter be funny. memes. You guys were so good with the Twitter memes. Oh, with yeah. Peck. A lot of people were retweeting their favorites today when the news came out, and yep. I was just like, we had a lot of fun with Peck. We really did. He was the best. We'll miss him. The character, the man, the legend. Peck. I can't wait to see what he does next. I think he owns a team in the Euro League, yeah. and uh, whatever he does in the future, you know we're going to keep you updated because he's a wolf for life. Yeah. All right. That does it for us with Peck. So it's time to finish this out with the quiz with the game. That's right, Neil. Trivia. Quiz. Not quite yeah. trivia. Kind of. Eh, it is kind of. Fill true. in the blank. You're using less <laughs> your knowledge and more your rhyming. Yeah. Which you should have down because you're, you're a rhymer. You're I'm a professional rapper, I'm an MC. rhymer. I'm an so. MC by trade. All right. And a Lynx reporter by night. <laughs> All right. It's a limerick challenge, Neil. I've got three limericks for you about different. Oh, yeah. I say different. We got three different. That is three different. Get out of here, Mitch Samuel. We didn't invite you back. Bye, Mitch. Three different draft guys who we could draft, potentially. Okay. All right. Limericks about them. Number one. If he falls, the wolves shouldn't balk. Balk. If he falls, the wolves shouldn't balk. Draft the player who loves to rock chalk. He's a real man of action. His name is Josh Jackson, and he would be our team's third. Uh. Let's read it again. Try it again. If he falls, the wolves shouldn't balk. Draft the player who loves to rock chalk. He's a real man of action. His name is Josh Jackson, and he would be our team's third. Jayhawk. That's right. Oh, that was close. No I longer, just thought of that. No longer have Brandon Rush, but Wiggins and Cole are on the team. Rock Chalk. Rock nice, Chalk Jayhawk. Nice, nice, nice. Good one. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number two. We hope his last year was no fluke. He can handle and spin and juke. He stands tall at 6'8", plays like a guard, which is great. Jason Tatum will be drafted from Duke. That's right. Thank you. Thanks. Got thanks, that? Thanks, Got that? thanks. Thanks. Thanks for making it look good here. All okay. right. I, I want you to give this next one. Okay. I can do it. I hope so. It's, it's, it's the toughest of the three. <laughs> his dad is named Pekka, and his mom is Rika. He also has two brothers, Eero and Mika. <laughs> Don't call him Dinky. He's straight from Helsinki. When he's drafted, Lori's family will yell, uh, Lori. Lori? Lori. Lori Markinen. His family will yell. Especially his mother Rika and his brother Mika will yell. Rika, Mika, 
Threka? I don't know. <laughs> it's what would you say if you just discovered something or had a great idea? Eureka! There we go. Uh, yeah. There it is. Now Pekka, we know. Pekka now and Rika know. are the parents. Eero, E-E-R-O. Eero. I had to autocorrect mess me up several times when I tried to type that in. What name? From Finland. Yeah, and he's Lori. He got the most normal, Lori. like, well, the most American yeah. name of all of them. You yeah, think, Western Lori. name. Glad I didn't try to rap his last name, though, because I mean, rhyme his last name, because I found out I was pronouncing it wrong when you said it on the oh, show. It's like, good to know. Mark Cannon, yeah. Interesting. I'm probably saying it wrong, too. <laughs> no promises for me. That's how it goes. All right, we did it. We uh, returned to the summer and did the show. Everyone. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. Everybody was asking us to do a show, so we had to get get the people what they wanted. Gotta do the show. We gotta do the show. Gotta do the Wolves cast. We're happy so, to do the show. feels good to be back. Yes, we're Feels up here. Feels weird because usually it's cold in the winter. And yeah, usually it's... freezing and stark. We started the show and re- recording, yeah. and it was light outside. So, um, dra- check. we're going to go on Twitter right now and find out all the trades that happened while we were recording yes. this. Yes, you can find bombs. us on Twitter at WolvesCast. Please uh-huh. give us a follow, and uh, we promise it'll be worth it. And yeah. uh, thank you for listening. Uh, give a shout out to. You know, all the people who are staying in touch with the brand while Appreciate it. the Appreciate season is it. out. Thank you for the teams who are still coming to trivia. Last week, oh. we had four different teams draw the wolf on there. <laughs> oh. And there's a lot of different artistic interpretations of the Wolves logo. So, All right. So if you're listening to this maybe for the first time, you're new to the show, you got to go to Darby's Pub over in the North well, Loop. Every Tuesday when there's not a home twins game. That's right. Scott hosts trivia. And, uh, you know, PM. up next to your team name, if you want an extra point at the end of the match, uh, right, draw a little wolf however you want. And. And uh, you'll get a little extra point, and that's nice. just for podcast listeners. It makes so. a difference, I'll tell you. Great prizes over there at Darby's. Great trivia night. Go check that out. Uh, appreciate you listening to our show, as always. We'll probably do another another summer edition, one or two maybe, coming up here. I, I probably won't be two months from now, but maybe if some stuff goes well, down here in free agency. free agency. you know, Or if Tom Thibodeau just sits pat and doesn't do much, you know, then yeah. you know, we'll see. It'll all change. Yeah, it depends on what happens, but hopefully there'll be lots of action. and We have lots of stuff to talk about here in a couple weeks, and in we'll come meantime, back with another show. Follow at links underscore dynasty. That, will, yeah. that is the best source to go to to just follow along with this awesome link season. Turns out the team is really good again. Yeah. It turns out they have the most talented players in the league again. Summer so. basketball. Wow. Links are number one. You definitely want to go check them out at XL and then follow me at links underscore dynasty. Yeah. All right, everybody. Just remember, whatever happens this next week, you get the trade you want. You, they trade your favorite player. If they trade Ricky, I'm going to be bummed out. Or maybe they don't draft the guy you want. But whatever happens, just remember. Duty EB.